James, you saw, he died. <laughs> we came, you saw, he died. <laughs> Look, you saw, he died. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ball Politics Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stephen Hawkins, and I'm here with my other co-host, Rose Ajamian. Hello, Rose. Hello, hello. So, uh, so uh, Steve and I, I wouldn't even say hastily, it was pretty much, hey, let's do a show, because there's a lot going on this week that is not making its way into the news. So, Steve, if you're cool, we can talk about two things today. Talk about the breaking news and what's... What they're talking about behind the scenes could be the craziest troll of all time. Okay, so uh, hold on. Then, yeah, hold on. So, so we're gonna we're gonna discuss today. We're gonna discuss the transgender banning from the military. You know, passed down from you know President Trump, who made the ultimate decision as the commander in chief of in the country. But he, as he yeah. said, you know, I got this information from my generals, and I believe him. Um, yep. Whether I agree with it or not, we'll see. But hey, it's to be seen. Exactly. And then you you've been uh, going a little bit into the deep the deep web and finding out some information. So I think that you know, and I've even I'm very interested to see what you find. So why don't you start by giving us your report? Okay, so Steve and I have not necessarily talked, but I've given little little one liners to him via Facebook and text. But um, I so I went into so back up the truck a little bit. We talked about the other day on our show that as of Sunday night, they had found smashed hard drives at the IT aid of Debbie Wasserman Schultz's house. Um, he had moved out of a house hastily, and the person that moved in, the tenant that moved in, just so happened to be either a Navy SEAL or a Marine. And he found computer stuff all over the place. He found a shed full of crap that they foolishly left behind, thinking... They were going to get it back. This well, almost turned... can't be real. I almost don't believe this, but go ahead. It's crazy. Well, no, it gets better. It the incompetence is crazy. So what this guy did was the guy tried calling him back, and the Marine said, uh, no, you, you're you Imran, Imran Awan or whatever the guy's name was. Um, aren't you a paid employee of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was under investigation for DNC IT hacking? You refused to give the DNC server, and you were her IT guy. I'm not giving you shit. I, in fact, I'm calling the cops. So this guy got in touch with the authorities. Law enforcement came, seized all of the smashed hard drives, all of the smashed computer software, uh, all of the thumbnail drives. Everything was an attempt to destroy. They're able to get back all of the content. So what they did was they got all of that stuff Sunday. We talked about it a little bit on Sunday. Um, and then released that, I think, yesterday or Monday on our last, whenever the hell I released the last podcast. Fast forward to Tuesday night last night and breaking around five o'clock in the afternoon drive was that they arrested at Dulles Airport in D.C. Um, Awan, the third Awan brother, Pakistani IT guy that we talked about that was well paid. The three brothers all worked 
and a crooked scheme for the Democrats. Uh, they did various spying maneuvering. They had access to Pelosi's email password, Debbie Wasserman Schultz password. This guy was trying to flee the country last night, and they caught him. He's now under arrest. He's under house arrest. He's got ankle bracelets. He's 50, he has a 50-mile radius that he can travel. It sounds like a spy uh, novel. You, you couldn't write a better spy novel. Tom Clancy tried to write it, but they actually killed him a couple years ago. But that's neither here nor there. And then CNN anyway. has been pushing the Russian spy novel, so that's almost the same thing. Correct. It goes back to what you said. It's like a Russian spy novel. This time, this is actual truth that's coming out, actual crimes being committed, tampering of evidence, destroying. He made an illegal $300,000 wire. Uh, that was one of the things that tipped off police as well. So that guy's under arrest. And so with all that as a backdrop, I went into one of the darkest web areas um, of the Internet. It's called uh, you know, 4chan. It's the area where all the Democrats say all of Trump's 62 million votes came from the dark web of, of 4chan, where racists and goblins lay. And it was one of my first times on 4chan. It's a subsite Reddit. It's the back, backslash poll, backslash. Um, it's a very controversial area because what you get is people will start threads. Um, it is Reddit, so people will start threads. And you'll get like the asshole racist that'll jump in and say inappropriate things. But in between those, like I would say 85, 90% of it is just content of just data and info. And people that work in places in government, people that work in corporations will leave anonymous stuff that people will start a thread and talk about. Well, I went on there last night and it was it blew up big time because a lot of folks were putting information saying, oh, they have associates with the White House. And again, something you take with a grain of salt. I'm not saying all of this is true, what I'm about to say, but it's an interesting theory that was postulated on uh, 4chan last night. And I sifted through and ignored all the racial stuff because that spooks people away from going there. So um, since I don't claim to be racist or think I'm racist, I don't go for those comments. I go for actual intel. Um, and what I found was that there is there are people that have been leaving breadcrumbs in this particular Reddit subthread for months. This is, you know, two weeks ago, we got a report that something was going to break on Loretta Lynch and Susan Rice, and we're getting close. And you may not like the headlines, and it may be tough to listen to Trump you know, twist in the breeze and there's dissension and chaos, but hang in there because everything will come to light. And you hear that. And, you know, I read that on a Wednesday and then by, by Thursday or Friday, they said, actually, they, they almost called it to the minute. They said, I'd read this on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And they'd say, by Friday, information will break on Fox News or it'll break on Twitter around 11 o'clock. That really helps us pulled together all the pieces of the puzzle with this DNC hacking stuff. And sure enough, boom, Loretta Lynch has been called in for by the special investigator Mueller to testify privately. Um, and you'll be like, holy crap, this is exactly, I mean, this guy must be a plant from inside the, uh, the White House leaving breadcrumbs. Well, last night we hear that this person's back online and he's saying, oh, you just wait. And he actually just, he actually threw a date out there. He said, J July 27th, is when all the shit goes down. That's tomorrow. The same guy that was accurate two weeks ago said July 27th is when all of the shit hits the fan. 
Um, and what does that mean? So you start to go through the thread and you oh, see what, what has been what has been the big storyline this week. Donald Trump has been feuding with Jeff Sessions. He doesn't like the way he's supposedly conducting business. He doesn't like the fact that they're slow walking things to uh, indictments. He doesn't like the fact that he's been weak on Hillary. He's been weak on the DNC. He's been weak on some of the leaks of the intelligence community. He's been le- he's been weak on everything except for the sanctuary city thing. And he does that stupid reefer madness stuff. He does a stupid asset forfeiture. Well, hold on, because some of it might connect. What they're saying, what was postulated by a couple people, some respected minds uh, on the in the Twitter sphere, and some of the people that I was trying to compare what the anonymous people are saying, is that, and this goes back to your point several times on our podcast, Steve, Donald Trump is the ultimate troll. And he likes to get the media and the left into a lather so they hyperventilate, tire themselves out, get distracted with tweets. And then while his left hand is tweeting, his right hand is doing something, uh, you know, for the cause, something for his actual constituency, something for his country. So uh, what we what I have read and what I suspect with a 65, 70 percent chance is actually the truth is that this whole Sessions Trump thing is a deflection, a distraction. It's basically a fake storyline, and he's giving Sessions the space he needs to push through with the leaking indictments, uh, investigations, uh, and the Hillary Clinton stuff, the DNC stuff. Everything is still happening behind the scenes, and Sessions is just playing the game. Sessions is the one taking all the hits from Trump. Trump is going over the top mean. You know, well, he's nice. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, I do declare. That's true. That's true. And everyone, what he's trying to do, if you look closely, he's trying to get every Democrat that was against Sessions for being like a grand wizard, high dragon of the KKK. They thought he was a big racist, bigot, what have you, in January, February. And now he's making schmuck Schumer go on the record and say what he's doing is disrespectful and horrible. He's almost making them defend Jeff Sessions. So... What was what I read was that they're trying they're doing this on purpose just to completely troll the left. And when Sessions comes out in the next day or so, if, if this twenty seventh date is to be believed, so be it. At the very least, we hear today that Jeff Sessions is going to have an update on the leaker situation. Anthony Scaramucci's already fired one of them from the communications department. The uh, mooch. The mooch is actually starting to smoke people out of their caves. Um, this same thread. The mooch also is loose, said, dude. The mooch is loose. The mooch is loose, and I don't think he's fucking around. So all that together, and now it starts to look like Sessions in the next week or so, if not the next twenty-four hours, is set to drop the hammer on everything we've been saying about the Russian hacks being an inside job all the leaks being from inside the DNC and being covered up by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Clinton uh, the Clinton campaign. And these Awan brothers are like the missing piece of the puzzle. And they link to Seth Rich. We saw today that Rod Wheeler, the investigator that came out in May and said he had seen access or talked to someone with access to the Seth Rich files, got back in the news. Sean Hannity picked it up. And eventually they kind of scared him off. Uh, Rod Wheeler's back on Twitter now saying the Yuan thing is the hint we needed. C- connect that with some of the other cases. Hint, hint, more to come. Stay tuned. Uh, so automatically we're now, it's all coming together that there's a network within Washington, D.C. that either got access to the DNC server, got access to the emails, 
and was able to leak those out to Seth Rich, who became almost like the running back, uh, to who published them, got these midnight drops in D.C., uh, and eventually got them to WikiLeaks through Julian Assange and his team. So that's what's developing behind the scenes. That supposedly, Mueller is in on it. Sessions is in on it. Trump and his team are in on it. Bannon was the one that suggested Mueller as a prosecutor. Um, Mueller interviewed for the FBI job the day before it was announced he's a special prosecutor for the Russia stuff. So it's very interesting what's going on there. And I think Comey, Comey could end up coming out somewhat of a mini hero here because he, I think he perjured himself on the stand with all this uh, memo stuff or he lied about this or didn't lie about that. Uh, not perjured so much as he became a leaker of a memo. I think in, in so doing, he realized... He was a master leaker. He was a master leaker. But what I think happened is Moeller and him were, you know, McComey was the protege. I think Moeller was, was asked, okay, this does not look like uh, an even-handed committee you have. You have 16 people that are Clintonites uh, from every walk of legal life. This does not, this looks like a kangaroo court here. What gives? And I think they were able to get Comey on something. So Mueller said, okay, Comey, you can feed us information from the FBI. Mueller's now saying, I, I don't want my buddy Comey going to jail. You're all going to sing. You're all going to work with me now. And we're going to get, we're going to flip this on the Clintons. And I think that is, I, I say with 70% confidence, I'm now in the, in the court of this is all fodder. It's all a, it's a storyline like the WWE. Um, I think Jeff Sessions is in on everything. Mueller, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but his team, if you actually look at it from another angle, his team is a bunch of experts in high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, they're uh, bank fraud, insurance fraud. They're all those experts. Um, and those are things that look towards... Like cybercrime? Cybercrime, everything imaginable. And if you actually look at the, credi the credibility of each person, yeah, they may have been donors in the past, but they must have been jaded after the DNC hacks of last year. Maybe they and were I Bernie bros and hoes. Well, that's that's you know. So the woman that the woman that's investigating Debbie Wasserman Schultz um, in her Florida office was a was a Bernie sis. Yes. And she. Oh, a Bernie hoe. A Bernie hoe. A Bernie hoe, and she's the one that received. Remember, we talked about the person that get, that called randomly using like a disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they left their caller ID on. Bonehead. Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office. What a bonehead. Um, so it's all if you have a brain in your head and you're not a partisan hack, you can see where this is going. Um, so, you know, I've pieced together a bunch of things. I don't know if it's the case. I'm not a hundred percent on board. I am now 70% on board saying we could in the next 48 hours, break this thing wide open. And I think Jeff Sessions and Robert Mueller are the wild cards here. And, you know, you saw Trump calling out Sessions, but he also started calling out McCabe, who's the FBI guy, uh, the, the, who was temporarily in charge, uh, after Comey quit, well, was fired rather. And his wife gave, I think, 600, 700, I'm sorry, Terry McAuliffe, uh, the governor of Virginia, formerly the head of the DNC, uh, gave 600,000 uh, from his super PAC to uh, McCabe's wife, who was running for some Senate or Congress position in Virginia. So they're already, cor not corrupt, but they're compromised. And I think the Trump team, who's always bragging about being three steps ahead, uh, caught them at their own game, and I think shit's about to go down 
Uh, we've heard this before, but I think given all the stuff going on, the next couple days are going to be huge. So that's the latest from the, the dark goblin corners of 4chan. But when you reconcile that against what you're seeing on Twitter from people who've been right before, uh, this is so this is so blockbuster that even Infowars and Roger Stone, they're all in the fire sessions camp. So this they might even be getting trolled here. So who knows how this turns out? It could be that this was a false narrative and that Sessions gets his ass fired tomorrow. Could very well happen. But I think it was very compelling. You see how over the top Trump's going with his tweets. Everyone knows, dude, you sound like a dick right now. Anyone can make Sessions look like a tragic figure. I think it's almost like overkill. So you know he's got something up else up his sleeve. It could be, you know? or it could be he, he Sessions could be the fall in in what you're saying too. So there could be a, like three variations. There could, there could. I mean, Sessions could go because he was covering up stuff. That's right, and that could, that could be part of the whole, you know, okay, Sessions, you're out, new prosecutor, new sheriff in town, and we're going after these people. Let's drop the hammer. Right, so I, I think the hammer's going to be dropped in some capacity. Um, I don't know when, I don't know who, what, where, but I do think that something's going to accelerate. And with all this investigation behind the scenes, um, you know, you, you found out last month that the hacker was downloading a speed that a Russian could not download at, right? They was all at a speed that you could do locally, but you can't you can't remotely from Russia download files from the DNC at the speed that we saw as part of some of these releases. Um, so while the story keeps changing, more and more each day it's looking like, just as we said from day one, it's all an inside job from the DNC. It's a frustrated employee. Um, Seth Rich was the running back. He got killed doing it. Awan was probably the offensive coordinator. If you want to use the football analogy, <laughs> everything looks like it's happening in D.C. And, um, you know, this is about to, to break wide open. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So what are your what are your thoughts on that? I, 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 I mean, you know, the, the high level thing is that I just hope that it is the beginning of, uh, of the end of this whole Russia thing. First and foremost, you know, because that's I, I think that that is the most obstructionist thing that we've seen. And it's, you know, it's leading us down this path, uh, you know, which, you know, when inevitably, you know, uh, at some point, maybe if the Democratic Party doesn't go away completely, there will be, as there always is, a cyclical, right, like uh, change and the Democrat will get in. But now they've had a blueprint in how Republicans will be able to, you know, obstruct for eight plus months. You know, that's almost a quarter term of one person's presidency that they've done this where if you don't, you know, that's why I've said you're all in. You're all in. If you guys don't have something in like how long can you stretch this out before people are already laughing at you? You know, it's already it's already a joke to so many and it's done in a manner where it's it's you know past the point of no return so that's why i use the extreme that, that the party could be completely just dismantled and you know you know I, and i think it is personally so i think that's the big thing um you know the other takeaway is you know i personally haven't been upset with session i personally have been uh you know on things like this right like you're going after marijuana you're going after it publicly but here are all these things that we know are happening are coming out privately and publicly about the other side in what they were doing, which is real news. <laughs> like, here's real evidence like you just described. These are real news stories. These are real evidence, right? Like, 
the servers that they picked up from Anthony Weiner's house for like the third time that he was sending dick pics to an underage 15 year old girl. Uh, and they came in now the third time and confiscated his computers. This time he had Hillary Clinton's emails on there that his wife was downloading yep. and making copies. You yep. know, and so it's yep. like this is real evidence. Like they have this real stuff. The other side is just all hypotheticals and unnamed sources. Unnamed sources and you win. It's, Maca- it's McCarthyism in America 2.0. No question, it no is. doubt. It is. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, and then the you know the high level is that I hope this will end. You know, one way or another, this yep. will end this. So I, I, that's that's what my take is on it. Well, you reminded me. So the, the things that I've been, you know, I, and you and I, I mean, let's, we, let's call it how it is. If Trump goes sideways, we call him out. If Sessions goes sideways, we call him out. For me, and I'm not, a, you know me, I don't even do drugs, but... Marijuana is not a big deal to young conservatives anymore. So as we well, go young conservatives, I'm smoking it right now. Yeah, you're smoking right now. Hell, we're not even young anymore. But um, you know, for me, I don't give a shit about reefer madness. Let people legalize it, decriminalize it, make it medicinal, whatever. I'm not one of those advocates against it anymore because we lose every time we declare a war on something. However, the other thing, which links into what I just talked about. The civil asset forfeiture thing that was announced last week that pissed off a lot of libertarians, where Jeff Sessions says we can now go after people without a conviction and take their money if we find it on their person when we arrest them. Um, At the time, and this is what a lot of libertarians are pissed off about, you can't do that. Go through due process, get a conviction, then we'll take your shit. The question I'm posing, and I've pinged some of the local uh, talk radio hosts in Pennsylvania about it, or some libertarians that I go back and forth with. Could this have been done in advance of a mass arrest and drug bust of Clinton Foundation, of sanctuary cities, of stuff that you know is coming down the pike, where if we open up the law now, we make that huge bust, we convict, we indict, and we take that money into our coffers. People aren't going to have a problem with that if the people go to jail, right? Like if you see, uh, who is the guy, El Chapo? El Chapo's a billionaire. He's done it all through black market drugs. Say he's caught with a couple vans in Missouri, and he's just flat out arrested, and they confiscate his stuff. He's got a couple million on him. That now goes into a public coffer that can be used on XYZ. Hint, hint, maybe building a fucking wall. Um, what if this becomes something where they're going to crack down on sanctuary cities? They know where all the drugs are being hidden. You, you, you make asset forfeiture legal for now until you're done with these raids. You're done with breaking up the Clinton Foundation. You're done with this racket that is the DNC. And once all that stuff settles down, Jeff Sessions says, okay, we got what we needed, wink, wink. We'll now close up the law so that we will no longer seize assets upon arrest. You have to go through due process. You have to be arrested. You have to, you know, go through the whole nine yards. Uh, could that be what's going on? Are they telegraphing a big police move ahead of time? I don't know. But that was floated, and I think it's a really, you know, uh, yeah, for asset forfeiture. You and I are on the same page. Don't take anybody's stuff until you've convicted them of an actual crime. That's right. But if we're going to be doing something where it's tied up in the courts because it's high-profile people like the Clintons and John Podesta, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and all the money laundering they've been doing through the Clinton Foundation, um, and all the drug running they've been doing over the border, and all these sanctuary cities that ISIS is starting to crack down on, 
I'm suddenly on board with asset forfeiture if I know it's going to, to get some pretty shitty people. And if you can close that law eventually when it dies down, I'm fine with that because we get money out of it. And wouldn't it be ironic if all of that money that we have <coughs> in the forfeiture program goes to funding and building? It would be unbelievable. And we could call it the Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation wall. The Hillary wall. The wall of Hillary. The Hillary wall. Thank uh, you, Hillary. Thank you. That was, Thank you, Bill. That's where, that's where all the billions will be going to. That's what this, I mean, we can pivot to the transgender thing. He said, you know, privately they're saying they're going to use the money they save on whatever surgeries or treatments they claim they're going to have to now avoid paying for. They're going to put that towards the I saw it's uh, between five and eight million dollars. Oh, that's it? That's what I saw. I don't know if that stat's right, but it's what I saw. Maybe that's our pivot because we got ten minutes left before I got to split. But um, so that's kind of the, you know, stay tuned on what's going to happen in the next couple days on the whole Jeff Sessions front. But this could be... This could be huge news for America. Huge. Uh, but on the other the other piece of news, Steve, you want to lead in on that? Yeah, breaking news today. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, as we started off in the beginning here today, from the from the advice of his generals, uh, has completely banned transgender individuals from serving in all branches of the U.S. military. Big news, huh? A lot of people getting upset. Initial re- initial thoughts, Ross. So for me, I'm kind of, you know me, the, the consummate Christian Catholic conservative. I'm kind of like, if you're in the military and you're transgender and you're fighting and I'm on my ass eating popcorn and picking my nose, you can kind of pretty much do what you want as long as you're serving the country and doing your job and not making other people feel uncomfortable. So I'm kind of like, whatever about the transgender and gays in the military, if you're fighting, I don't give a shit what your background is. But uh, to Trump and Mattis, and I think Bannon pushed for this, um, I, I, you, maybe you've got to correct me on this. They were saying this is more of a cost thing. They don't want to have to pay for reassignment surgeries. Is that, is that kind of what's No, that's on? part of it. I mean, that was part of it is that, you know, the cost thing there, but it was more about Mattis came out and he was just straight up saying my first and only priority is creating a war machine that's going to be the top lethal killer and I can't worry about your shit. Yep. And no one else can either. So I, I, right. And, and I guess that would be something you kind of ask the military on, right? Like you, you, now you see people are speaking up about it. One of the people that was on SEAL Team 6 uh, was a was a man transitioned into a woman, and now she's saying, oh, you know, come and say that to my face that you don't value me anymore. So now there's this is one of those wedge issues where everyone gets emotional about, rightfully so, I guess. And I, I don't, my stance is still the same as it was this morning. Like, if they're in the military and they're serving our country, and they're not under a different set of rules, then let them do what the hell they want with their private life. They're serving the country, but, but that's what was ha- and, and that's that. what was happening, and I think that that's where I send I tend to side on, you know, after breaking it all down, I tend to side on the the half of the generals and the president is there's already there's already so much discrimination, right? Like I I would have been discriminated against back in World War II during the draft because I have flat feet. And they just not only disqualified people like me, but they disqualified a lot of other people that were too short or too tall, right? And because there's, and there's all kinds of reasons why operationally when you're on the ground and mobily and all kinds of reasons. So, you know, there's already... Well, actually, yeah, you you hear about that. Like, oh, so-and-so has a certain vision problem. 
I'm on an anxiety medication, so would I be disqualified? There's all kinds of reasons, and there have been forever, of why they disqualify people for the army. So, you know, this is something that's just no different. It's just another, you know, way to, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Trigger signal? Virtual. Yeah, it's just another virtue signal, you know? That's the way I see it. It's not about you, right? That's what it comes down to. You're trying to make it about you in all of these cases. And in this case, somebody finally stood up and said, it's not about you. And you know, that case where you see, you just mentioned of that guy who's now a girl, uh, when she today got up and wrote that passionate blog post, right? About, I dare you to say that to my face. I'm gonna guess that he wasn't she when he was doing all of those tours that they mention in his blog post, right? I'm, I'm going to guess that that gender transition happened afterwards. Yeah, as did Bradley Manning turning into Chelsea. Okay, right? So, right, and then like, okay, like, and that's the thing. is like, like a lot of other quote-unquote like really out there liberal things. I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. But life isn't about the way that it should be, right? As much as we want it to be sometimes. And it's and this is one of those situations. Sorry. <laughs> right? And yeah. that's the way it is. Let's move on. Interesting. Interesting. And, I, and I'm more inclined to say, hey, don't ask me. Ask the military. Right? Like, what does it matter what a dickhead like me in Pennsylvania believes on that? Well, it's like, listen, and and listen, let's try to, let's try to make it to something that we can, you know, all relate to. Whether we've, uh, if you're in the military and you've heard stories or you have people in your family that have this story and it's a pride story that you tell, right, now to this day, uh, because your grandparents or your parents aren't here anymore, um, is, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Uh, how many kids when they were 17 ended up over on the beaches or, you know, over in, in combat because they lied on their, on their paperwork and people probably knew about it, but Hey, you look that age and we need fighting men. You're going off to war. We love you. This is a pride of the story. We cheated to get in here. We, you know what I mean? And so there's, there's all kinds of, you know, things that are there. Uh, that we can look at and you know that that are that in parallels. I think that's one of them Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I don't I'm interesting very interesting So I think but but also does this also link into what we talked about earlier where he's setting them off on a tizzy today today was like triggered 101 and Tomorrow if it's the day they were talking about the, the, the hammer falling for the leaks and all the other investigations. Is this a nice way to get people up in a lather so that Jeff Sessions and his team and Moeller and his team can do what they need to do uh, so that all the ducks are in a row for tomorrow and the weekend and whatever? I don't know. So, because if you, if you notice, he did a tweet storm on this and then he went right back to making fun of Sessions and McCabe. So, I, you know, does he throw some red meat at the people he knows are going to freak out? And then go right to the chase because his tweet, you know, his tweets have knowledge in them. They, they, they telegraph something. And for instance, remember a couple months ago when he said, "I'm really mad." The Obama administration spied on Trump Tower and wiretapped, and everyone's like, "You're crazy, Donald." Well, go back in time two weeks to the Donald Trump Jr. Uh, emails that all came out, and the allegation now that Manafort's phone was tapped. 
uh, and that they had surveillance of this whole thing, and they, they got a FISA warrant rejected to actually spy on them. So long story short, it looks like they're not going to give him credit, but Trump was right. Yes, Trump Tower was wiretapped. Are you, are you kidding me? Of course. I think that we're going to find that Trump. out, don't you? Oh, I guarantee, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So when you see Trump going on a tweet storm and he's being crazy and in some cases he's dropping truth, he, in some other cases he's trying to lead investigations in a certain way, other times he's trying to light a fire on, on, under someone's ass. But I think, quite frankly, this stuff is this is probably a greed punishment for Sessions. It was, hey, Sessions, I'm pissed about the Russia refusal. But you know what? I have, a, I have an idea, a storyline that we can get them to get off your case. And as long as you promise to do what I'm telling you to do, I will only yell at you through tweets. You can keep your job. I'm proud of the job you're doing otherwise. Here's how we're going to use this to our advantage. And Sessions said, okay. And, and Sessions' lashings are tweet storms that sound really mean, but behind the scenes, Trump and Sessions are fine. That's what I'm now leaning towards is the reality. Interesting, Ross. So... But at 7 o'clock, I got a split. We're going up to Massachusetts tomorrow. Wee! So, what are you going to do up there? Uh, we're going to be on Duxbury. My niece is having her bir- one-year birthday party. So Are you guys going to get rowdy? That's what we're doing. Rowdy for me is like three beers and a Jack Daniels and then probably vomiting at 2 in the morning. So uh, what about you? What's your story? Um, I'm going to get rowdy and probably do something crazy. Nice. Nice. Do you think do you think Jeff Sessions is going to get rowdy in the next couple of days? I do not. I think that Interesting. I think he's gone and I hope he's gone. That's my final take on it. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. All right. So so you're in the he's gone. This is all just this is all just crazy spookla tinfoil stuff. He's really doing a shitty job. He's out. We're going to bring in someone like Rudy or Ted Cruz that can actually get the job done. Yeah, somebody like which, which totally it's, listen. This is what it comes down to, you know. Jeff Sessions, if anything else, and everybody could swear because you, th- you know, it's one thing you know is you know who he is. You know what you're getting. You know you're not getting somebody new, right? And what he is is he's a southern gentleman. We don't need a southern gentleman as a top cop after somebody's been in there for eight years breaking like really serious laws that a lot of people just disregard. Like we don't need that. That's not what we need. We need a pit bull in there. Eric Holder, the Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch years will go down as some of the most corrupt, disgusting, despicable years for any. That's right, and and we're gonna and that's I think that kind of stuff is gonna come out, and I think that that's part of Trump's frustration is going, hey. The evidence is there. What more do you need? You got the position. And I think that he's playing politics. I think that's what's happening. And Trump's like, we don't have time for that. You know, I need a pit bull in there. I don't need a a southern gentleman. If you want to do that, go do that on your own time, fucking playing governor somewhere. Right. And you know what? If you remember, I don't know, this wasn't much publicized, but a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, Eric Holder randomly on Twitter said, there's a lot of good people at the DOJ. Um, you're going to be asked some uncomfortable questions in the coming weeks. Stand strong, which was a code to me, a dog whistle that says, holy shit, the Mueller investigation is going to go in the direction of the DOJ under Eric Holder and the Interesting. 
And we, and we know that all the leakers are Obama appointees. They're holdovers. This was from day one you and I knew this. Um, so that's that came to light today. People are starting to wake up. Geraldo goes on Hannity and says, what if this Awan guy is involved with the leaks and it's not Russia? Hannity's like, dude, I saw that <laughs> You know, I, I hear that live on TV and I go on Twitter. I'm like, that was from, you know, you and I, Steve, have been saying that for since day, since one. day one. Like, fi- finally, mainstream media is starting to catch up. And, it, you know, it's pathetic that it takes this long, but at least they're starting to slowly wake up. So I guess credit where credit's due. It's Geraldo Rivera. Uh, but again, if he's waking up and he's just this milk toast stiff uh, moderate, then I think there's. Is Geraldo, is Geraldo woke? I think he is. Like he's weird. I think he's a, he's been on both sides of the political fence, but he gave Trump a fair hearing during the election. Um, he would get worked up about the immigration stuff, but I think Geraldo's pretty woke, and I think he's been on the Alex Jones show before. So my thing is, if you're Tucker Carlson, Rand Paul, Ron Paul, and you've all been on the uh, Alex Jones show, no matter what you do, you're at least woke at some level. So I give them right. So. All right, I got to split. I'm gonna I'm gonna splice this, dice this, get it out tonight when I get back. Yo. Probably between nine and ten. Or do you want me to release it tomorrow? Uh, do it tonight. All right, sounds good. All right, I will talk to you. Like, I'll give you a call. This okay, week. dude. All right. See, see ya. ya. Bye bye.